Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. They give you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. Their creation tools, they allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great and even add music to your backgrounds. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So you can download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, welcome to the Coffee with Amber podcast, where we talk about life and leadership and whatever else comes up. Grab your favorite cup of joe and enjoy the ride. Welcome to Coffee with Amber. Today's broadcast has two visitors, Brad and Rose. And today we're going to be talking about their journey to fearing less. Welcome, Brad. Welcome, Rose. Hey, how you doing? Hi. Yeah, yeah I'm afraid just to be here. <laughs> <laughs> You're not allowed to do that. No making funny jokes, making me laugh. Um, so when I started this, it was a lot about... Um, getting rid of fear and facing some fears and fearing less. Mm -hmm. So um, in my journey, I know you've also, you were also, um, I talked about it in one of my earlier um, podcasts about the comedy, Mm -hmm. um, the comedy um, class that I took to help face some fears there. Um, And we met at church, so we've known Brad and Rose approximately 10 years, somewhere around in there. Yeah. so what is your what is your journey been about fearing less? Were you naturally fearful? Were you just kind of didn't worry about it? Did you learn to be fearful? <laughs> Brad? <laughs> okay. Um, well, well um, I can say that I have certainly had my uh, my rounds with the, the fear predator out there. Um, uh, there has been many times in my life that. Uh, well, just doing, you were talking about the comedy stuff, just getting up on stage and doing stand-up or singing or acting or whatever. I can't eat before now. Even now, I won't eat for hours before a show because it'll, I'll, I'll throw up. You still get that nervous? I still get that way. <laughs> Does that true, Rose? Most of the time he doesn't eat unless he's got, you know... Lots of time. Lots of time for it. Because I still get, I still am fearful. I'm still very nervous about it. And... I shouldn't be at this stage of my life. I mean, I've been through this a thousand times. Uh, I trust my God, and, and for whatever reason. But I think there's still a natural, physical part of fear that you have to deal with regardless. I think what it comes down to, for me, it was actually, it's gotten easier since I was younger because I've just learned to trust Him more. Right. Um, because, you know, so far, I haven't died. Nobody's thrown rocks at me. <laughs> Uh, you know, nothing so Beyond bad. Beyond Rose. We're not talking yeah, about you and Rose's relationship. That's, that's different. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> no, no, it's he just... <laughs> he throws his stuff at you? It's terrible. I don't know. That's a whole other podcast. That's another, <laughs> another discussion. I'll there. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean it's, I've had so much experience with the possibility of, of these utter failures and these tragedies that I expect to happen. But he's brought me through in each one of them, each and every occurrence. I can remember... Uh, you know, the church that you and I attend, uh, we started at the Elkhart branch. Mm-hmm. And through divine intervention, I ended up being a Sunday school teacher. 
Um, I remember that. Because I didn't know any better. Uh, when they asked, <laughs> they, when they asked for storytellers, I thought it was just you're going to read some books to kids. I thought, yeah, I could do that. <laughs> then I find out I'm actually the Sunday school teacher for, for kids, and then I, I have no idea what I'm doing. But I trusted and stepped forward and did what I could, and I'm still doing it today. So. And, you know, that's one of my earliest remember uh, rem memories of you is um, when we moved to um, to Elkhart. We kind of all moved together that time we helped start that one. One year. Just give us one year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right? I remember. And I was a little nervous because my, my sons, I was taking them out of, you know, the the main campus where they loved to help start um, a new campus. And it was, you know, it was a hard decision. Um, but I remember, you know, coming in and there, you know, you had the flashlight in the movie theater. So you were doing Star Wars stuff, which, you know, my boys loved. So um, that really, it made a difference. So, and you wouldn't even have thought that you were nervous or fearful at all. But, you didn't you look know, there were, you know, 40 kids in front of me the first day and I'm, I'm about ready to jump out of my skin. I thought, you know, I could wreck all these little kids' lives, you know. I'm thinking about this too much responsibility. I'm just going to not go. I'm going to stay home. Uh, I'm feeling sick or yeah, something. Not, Something's not happening. Well. And, so you um, felt like the face, what, what did Raj say this morning? Fear. Yeah, the, the first one. What was something, everything, Some and run. forget, forget Some, everything they, and yeah, run. Forget everything and run. That's yeah. exactly right. <laughs> That has so been my mantra for a long time. And finally I realized, you know, I'm just surviving. I'm not living. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with marriage, I got married pretty young. And, you know, there's a lot of challenges in that, trying to navigate that and stay married and like them, yeah. you know, and stay liked. Mm -hmm. You know, you still kind of want to like them. You yeah, know? you still want to be friends. Yeah, and so you want to be kind. You had to navigate all that. And it just took, I think, being a parent and just years of just – doing what you, the next thing you had to do. And sometimes you just do what you need to you do. You did, and, and then, then you wake up one day and realize, you know what, I'm tired of this. And instead of being tired of my husband or tired of my children or tired of my life, I wanted to I wanted to get down and think, what am I really missing? And I'm tired of being scared to do anything. And then I, you know, I did try a couple of times of things, and then I didn't. Then it left me with such scars because I was like, oh, my God, I've gone that so bad. I'm never doing that again. And then um, it just got to one day I just decided, you know what, I'm going to do it. And and it was scary. I don't know if that comes with age or life experience or because it seems like some kids just go out there and. Yeah, that was not always the case for me. There was times, uh, you know, as a young man, um, I wouldn't do things or go places because I was afraid. I, and. I was never afraid of getting hurt or anything. I was more afraid of being embarrassed. And I don't know if that's but embarrassed a cultural. Of what? I don't know. Who knows? You know, I mean embarrassed of anything. Just, <laughs> everything. You know, I don't yeah, want to be the I don't want to be the one that everybody's, you know, pointing at and going, Ew, look at him. You know, I, I and The embarrassment, yeah. And that's the, the embarrassment is probably the my was always my biggest thing. I just you know, I wanted to be everybody wants to be accepted, yeah. right? For whatever it is. You want to be part of the tribe. And I didn't want to be the outcast, but I found myself in a lot of ways becoming that thing I dreaded the most. Yeah, and I don't think I ever really fit in. And I don't know if I, I mean, I think there were times that I did want to fit in and be with, but there are other times that it was honestly for me and my particular personality, it was really, it was more, as, as young, younger than I am now, obviously, but 
in high school, it was more of a, I couldn't if I tried to fit in. I just couldn't. Well, I couldn't. And so I just learned not to because it didn't work out for me. Right. So I was always kind of the friendly outcast. Well, yeah. <laughs> so I was, Rose. I was always I like really associated like... with all these different cliques, but never fully integrated in any of them. Yeah, I didn't want, because I, I never liked, and that's part of, you know, why I like, you know, I mean, going to the church we go to, I, I like, having it bigger i know there are there but i tend to stay out of them just because i don't like the feeling of everyone's in a circle and new people who come by all they think is you know that must be a fun group you know because we're usually laughing you know and i i don't i don't want to be unapproachable in that what they must be you know a click because because they're over there circled up and they're all hanging out with each other and you know i mean i guess that's the people involved i just i've always been the one that's kind of like hey i see some strange person looking at me smile and wave (laughs) smile and wave boys (laughs) rose so were you um were you like fearful growing up or is it is it just in certain areas or did you find that like I'm scared. I was scared of everything, and I didn't realize I, I was so the, fearful. The more I grew up, the more I realized there were more things to be afraid of than when I was younger. Because I was a little more outgoing when I was younger than what I was, at, you know, later on. Yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> what? Do you, well, no. I mean, it's 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 that's real though. Yeah. I know. Once I remember feeling fearless, and then I remember. <laughs> Fearing everything, and I don't know where that change came. I don't know if it was honestly when I got married and had kids and realized that more than my life was at stake here, and that I didn't realize. I guess I wasn't paying attention that my life was always at stake. I just didn't. <laughs> I just didn't notice, you know. So the other thing we were talking about with fearlessness was um, being fearless but having boundaries. Where have you, and the boundaries I'm talking about is I had to learn those, you know, honestly, I probably learned the first real boundaries I actually set in place probably happened between um, five and six years ago. I I read a book uh, by, I don't remember the guy's name, but it was Boundaries, it was called Boundaries, um, Townsend or something like that, Um, but it taught me boundaries with personal, personal boundaries with not just like, you know, the don't touch there, you know, <laughs> but the boundaries of, you know, you don't have to tell those people that they don't, even if they ask the questions, you don't have there to. There are things you shouldn't share. Yeah. And you don't have to share. So don't, you know, don't let other people pressure you. It's not just that, but boundaries as, you know, personal boundaries and family right. boundaries and marriage boundaries. And sometimes when You've never been taught those, the people around you. Now, you just, I mean, with your eldest, we're, we're learning, trying to learn boundaries with our older children who are married and having kids. That's and, so hard. And that's different because you're always mom and dad. Exactly. And you want to go, what are you, stupid? <laughs> yeah. what, are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. And you go, wait a minute, wait a minute. She's 32. I can't say that anymore. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right, because that she's her own person. <laughs> right. And they have to, you wouldn't want, you know, someone come up to you and go, that's just a stupid. What do you, you know, that boy, that's a challenge. Yeah, that so that boundary I, I right there. I fear saying the wrong 
<laughs> to my children at some point. I probably will, and I probably have, but I, I fear that too. It is, and I think that's hard. I think it's a boundary. I mean, it's real. It's a boundary. I mean, mm -hmm. they're getting. I have two grown kids now. You guys have uh, more grown kids than I do. Obviously, all yours are. Yeah, all our kids all are grown. All three grown. of them. Yeah. Yeah, and that yeah, and see, I have two left in the house, but the two out of the house, it's it's a, it's definitely a path that you don't see except one step at a time, <laughs> because when they make decisions that you personally would not want them to make, ones you wouldn't make yourself, and you wouldn't make yourself, but you also know that you don't want to ruin that relationship mm -hmm. you want them to know that they are always loved all right however yeah <laughs> however a, however and and what do you do with the however space oh man that's 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 the 64 that's a big question. one that's a, that's question, a big right? one we, we have those especially when you get into when they develop different beliefs from what you do and mm. you know it's okay for them to talk about theirs but oh god forbid you open up and say anything about what you believe because wow you and know. you know what, at some point I think honestly that is, and it goes back, and I know I work with little little people, but I see so many similarities between, you know, the smaller people and how we treat them with mm -hmm. the grown-ups and how you treat them, and there's, there's a lot of um, interconnectedness there, but I also believe that some of that I think sometimes is just to get the attention of, I mean, for me, I think sometimes I see people who are so adamant about theirs that they can't listen to yours. Right. And sometimes I feel like that's more of a, see, I'm grown. <laughs> I can do this and you right. can't, mm, you know, and not that that's what it is here. Well, We're just saying that that is. It's a possibility. <laughs> it, you know what? And it is. And it's kind of like, okay, you can be grown and make that decision. That's fine. I love you anyway. There's not a decision you're going to make. It's not going to make you my child. You want to try to follow you know, some of your beliefs. And if God loves us unconditionally, then we need to love unconditionally. The mm. problem is, is it's not as easy for us to do that as it is for God. You know what? And that is so true. Because when you see something, you're like, okay, I don't believe that that is acceptable. I mean, to, to, for me, that's not okay. That's not going to go on in my, in my realm of household. Right. You know, it can't, that can't happen here. Um, but at the same time, you know, I've, with my older ones, I've just been like, well, you know, good luck. Let me know how that turned out for you. Kind of, you know, not in a nasty way, but, you know, I wish you the best. I love you. If you need help, call me. You know, if you need some advice, call me. But I, I just wait for the call. <laughs> Haven't got it so far. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know what? We, you know, I, I can't speak for you, Amber, and, I, I, and I'm not going to speak for Rose, but I can certainly tell you that uh, when I was a younger person, I made some decisions that I am absolutely positive that my parents did not agree with. And as I look back of them, a good many of them were mistakes. But at the time, I thought they were the absolute right thing to do. You know, I thought I knew what needed to be done and when it needed to be done. I get it. I, I do. And I, I mean, you guys have a little bit more life experience than I do on some of those. I, I, my mom was so um, on top of everything that I did that I, I didn't have a chance to do too many things that I wasn't supposed to do. I was a terrible teenager. I can't. I can't. I, <laughs> he was bad. I was bad. Was he bad, Rose? Very bad. Yeah, I was Well, a bad it's a boy. good thing God forgives us. And you lived. I did. And I, you know what? I was told um, a couple years ago when I was going through some really hard stuff, um, I was told that usually 
great men have a very good story behind their greatness because it took that to help them become who they are. And I think that you guys are a great couple to look at for that because you've been married a long time. 35. 35 years. Yep. Haven't killed each other yet. See? Okay. That is success. It's not over yet. <laughs> well, we're going to call it that you haven't killed each other. <laughs> well, okay, so in that fear, fearing less, are there things that you, I know, Brad, you still do the comedy. You do a lot of that. Yep. Um, and with finding joy, I know in one of my podcasts I mentioned that I always heard, well, don't get your hopes up. And I think that really damaged me in a way because... I always got my hopes up. I always trusted that, you know, people said they were going to, they do what they said they were going to do. And and many times that was not the case. The people will let you down. Yeah, and I think that was the lesson behind it was, well, don't get your hopes up. But what happened was now I'm afraid for anything good that's going to happen. You know what I mean? I'm always, a, when somebody, when something great's about to happen, I'm thinking, uh-uh, I'm not getting my hopes up. And I don't, you know, I don't want to do that either. Yeah. I want, I want to be able to get my hopes up. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with hope. I mean, the, the reality is that, you know, hope is uh, is like the, the caffeine that you run on. I don't know if you're a coffee drinker. I am. Just ask. Have you not read my Do Facebook? You know you're talking Do you about? know that this podcast point. is called Coffee with Amber? Point, point I have an email, Coffee with you Amber. Drink, you can drink decaf. I don't know. Oh, I'm talking about do caffeine. Do I look like I drink I, decaf? No, I don't. Point is, is I think hope is kind of like the caffeine. Mm -hmm. and, and you need a little caffeine to get you going. And you need a little hope to get you going. But you can't rely on it all the time. Hope can, I mean, yeah. hope in, in the world, hope in, in, right. in people can let you down. Hope yeah. in God doesn't let you down. But I think hope in this world can let you down. Um, but I think you have to have that. I think you have to have, it's kind yeah. of that, that starting point, that, that first hundred yards right. in the mile dash or something like that. I and don't it, run. Well, <laughs> Unless something's chasing yeah. me that I can't take. <laughs> um, so I think you have to have hope, but I also think, you know, you have to be able to find the happy, find the joy in whatever happens. And joy, finding joy was the other yeah, one. Finding joy is, is, is a daily pursuit. And it's, and, and it's different it is. than happiness and hope. It is. Finding joy in, in a daily pursuit, finding joy in work, finding joy in, you know, a meal. Uh, find, there's all kinds of things that you, you need to find the joy in. Uh, or find so what do you find? What do you, what do you find joy in and Rose you can be thinking about that question what do I find joy in yeah uh, well first of all I think you know I'm gonna give props to the wife here whenever I can see her happy and smile that gives me joy um, I think that's part of uh, a responsibility of a husband and I see that very earnestly it's a responsibility so husbands listen up <laughs> give your wife some joy try to find her some joy it will make your life easier thank you from Uncle Brad okay <laughs> and that's but that's not to say that you're, you have to do everything she wants no, and do no, everything. No. That is, Trust me, that, that does not happen in my house. <laughs> oh, no, he doesn't. <laughs> no. But the, I think for me and Dave, what helps me to find joy is just, I mean, he's funny. And he does these little tiny things that, like bringing me home a pop. I mean, and I, I may not even be drinking Diet Coke at the time, but the, the fact that he stopped, he got him a pop and he got me a pop, he was thinking about me. That makes me happy. We have a running joke. And I, when I say running joke, it's a decades-long running joke. She's not the boss of me, and I tell her that regularly. 
She tries to be. <laughs> You're not the boss of me. I'll say, don't tell me what to do. I'll tell you what to do, she said. <laughs> you know, it was funny. I remember, and then I'm going to get to get to Rose's, uh, what brings her joy. I, the funny, Dave and I, we were young, very young. You'll be able to tell in a minute when we were um, having some very aggressively worded arguments. <laughs> Discussion, high-level discussion. It was a very high-level discussion, and we were trying so hard to do respectful arguing, you know, but the other is so easy, and I'm so good at it. I feel like that should be a spiritual gift, but it's not. No. So, um, I was so I was so frustrated. We were both so angry, but yet trying so hard to be respectful and loving and, and godlike, you know, and, and I just looked at him and I said, oh! If you would just do what I tell you to do, we would not have these problems. And I was so angry that it came out before I actually hurt myself. So once it actually came out, the look on Dave's face was like, ha, you know. And I started laughing because I thought, that is kind of funny, you know, if you think about it. It sounded like a big kid. But... um but he laughed so hard, and I laughed, and it kind of just diffused the diffused situation because it was so ridiculous. Sure. But really, in my heart, I really feel like <laughs> I still feel. Rose, you got You know, you feel like that sometimes. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> if you just do what I said, we wouldn't have this issue, and we wouldn't. But then they would feel all conflicted. <laughs> so, Rose, what what brings you joy? Did I give you enough time to think about it? No. You didn't? You want some more time? <laughs> I know your kids brought you joy, dealing with most of the time. Most, some of the yes time? Yes and no. <laughs> Go about off. as much joy as pain. Yeah, my, my, our, <laughs> oldest, our oldest has brought us some joy. It's called grandkids. That's the oh, joy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you know what? I haven't got there yet, yeah. but I know that, you know, that's, that's going to be a pretty, that's going to be a pretty fun time. Those are the best kind of kids. You know why? They really are. When they're broken, you give them back. Well... <laughs> <laughs> They're broken, you give them back. This one's wet, dirty, right. smells bad. Here you go. Tired. <laughs> you don't have to do any of that. This one's got an attitude. Take them back. So what makes you smile? I don't know. All kinds of things. <laughs> well, you live with Brad, so. Well, yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> if I'm not smiling, I'm crying, so I might as well just smile and laugh it off. Well, yeah, I get that. <laughs> Show her the cover on your phone. So she does this stuff yeah. to me all the time. Oops. Wait a minute. So this is the kind of stuff she gets me at. <laughs> it is Brad doing something, posing. What is he doing? You well, have he's to... like standing on one foot, with, with you know, doing a silly walk kind of thing with with his other foot kind of in the back. <laughs> Hand out. He kind of looks like he's doing a skip or a half skip or something. I, I don't know. It's kind of weird. He's being silly, well, but that's funny. That? I don't know. I, I, we well, were, at you a, were doing it. We were at a World War One trench reenactment. <laughs> I saw her taking a picture, so I thought, well, I'm going to photobomb this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she did. <laughs> so it's just fun. It's fun. Yeah. So you would say, how have Rose, I'm going to put it on you for a second, so I'll let you think about it. How have you chosen to be fearless? How to chosen to fear less? Does that make sense? Oh, you just do. You just do. It's just natural. You just don't even do. You just look at it in the face and be like, no, not today. Uh, yeah, well, no. 
there are days then when I run away from it, but you know, it, it, I think it kind of goes back to this one post I recently shared. Um, courage. It's got a picture of this lion and it says, courage doesn't always roar. Sometimes courage is the little voice at the end of the day that says, I will try again tomorrow. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, sometimes courage plays a, a huge part in finding that joy when you're not finding that joy. Yeah, that is so true. And sometimes courage isn't the in-your-face, you know, kind of thing. It's that little thing going, come on, you can do it. Just one more step. One more. Try again tomorrow. Yeah, and that's you know, true. Walk away from it. It's like whenever I get angry, Yeah, I need to walk away. Yeah. He keeps coming after me, and he, you know, he doesn't understand why I'm snapping hard at him. Because you need space. I need to walk away and just calm down about it. Yeah. So I can come back at you it. You would think I would have some natural fear there, but I really don't. Uh, <laughs> he, no. So that's what you're dog. fearing less? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> he likes to push the buttons. He wants the reaction. See, and I think, too, that's when, when David and I were younger and we would fight. He'd want to solve the problem right away. Like, mm -hmm. he wants to get it solved. Yeah. And I'm at a... See that sign up there? That's why I saw. I want to solve it now. There's engineer. a problem. I got to go after it. Yeah, we got to fix this. This engineer, the engineer one. Yeah, yeah. the engineer. That, that's 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 who I am at, at my root. So is there's it, a problem. I got to solve it. It needs to be solved. You're, is that an engineer? Or is that a guy? It's, I, I could be a guy thing. I'm not really sure. But you know, you're sad. Let's make you happy. Here, let me give you something that makes you happy. And I don't want to be talk, well, isn't talking. Well, talking. It doesn't matter. Like, we got to find something here. Here's a duck. Have a duck. A duck will make you happy. <laughs> Sometimes it's just you got to sit. You can't. You you don't always understand why you're feeling. I mean, you know, especially women. Like we can go through a barrage of emotions in 30 seconds. And so you can't, I can't pinpoint just what am I feeling right now? Mm, I don't know. I feel like I need to sit out and have some chocolate. Leave me alone. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> a glass good. of wine. Just yeah. come back at me in a little bit. Yeah, I'll give be, me, give me some time. It's be, but that also keeps us guessing. I mean, keeps you guessing. Oh, well, yeah. And us, too. We never know what's coming I mean, next. I, I've learned that over time. You know, when she's in that, you just kind of have to figure. I, I'll still try. But if I feel like I'm getting too many stop signs or whatever, then I'll back off for a while and come back at it later. Uh, but I think fear you want is something. you happy. Yeah, I do. I mean, that's one of the, we talked about it earlier, is one of the things that uh, gives me joy is to make sure, you know, is to make her happy. But I think fear is, Rosie touched on it, it's, it's, it's not that the fear goes away. It's having the courage to step through it. Oh, that's true. Like you know, that goes back to this morning. Yeah, I mean, face it and rise. Face it and go. I mean, you, you know, it's gonna be there. You're gonna be afraid of it. Is I can I can get afraid to go on stage, but I have the courage to take that step out there anyway. So what gives? I mean, what do you think gives people, as we were wrapping up to help people fear less? What obviously I pull my courage from God and from mm -hmm. the strength that I Amen. get from my Savior. But you know, are there other things? Are there other I don't know. I guess you know. What would you? What would your um, words be for? Yeah. For I think again, I'll answer spiritually as well. Um, many years ago, um, my walk with Christ has gotten deeper and deeper over the course of time, and I started really recognizing. And I think this is one of the biggest changes in my life, my my spiritual life, most definitely, is I started seeing His fingerprints. And what I mean by that, in a very, very physical sense, I could see him working on this thing over here or that thing over there, this relationship over there. And it started giving me confidence, even if I didn't see it coming, even if I didn't know where it was coming from. 
the fact that my relationship got to the point where I was starting to see him there and over there to the left and to the right and above me and below me, um, where I, I knew he'd always been there, but I didn't actually see it. When I started seeing it, that's when it changed. Then I could, you know, I was com more confident. I, even if I was afraid, I, I could walk through the valley right. and not fear because he was with me. You know, I, I still might be sick at my stomach, yeah. but I have the courage enough to step through it. And I think it was just being able to see his work in my life, and it could be the littlest things sometimes, just the smallest things, you know, and, and you recognize, and that's a God thing. Yeah. You know, this little thing that happened, or this little, this occurrence, or that. The fact that today, we're, we're talking on Amber's podcast about fear, and that's what they talked about in church this morning. Wow, it's been pretty awesome. Just the, just the connections. It's like, that's God. That's a, that's a fingerprint. I totally agree with that. I totally <sighs> agree with that. Because, you know, and, and fearing less has been a huge, I mean, it's been, all my podcasts have something about fearing less in them, because that's the journey I'm on of fearing less. And when I did the comedy Thing. I remember. I Which mean, she did awesome, by the way. <laughs> uh, the mm -hmm. back, being backstage and knowing I was second, I, I literally could feel my heartbeat in my ears. <clears throat> my brain, for the first few minutes, my brain wouldn't. It just would not connect. Like it wouldn't. I couldn't remember. I was just walking in a VA, like a you know little maze, back and forth, back and forth. Oh and yeah, I remember that. I thought your eyes were bulging, going. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to get a hold of. Like, calm down. Yeah, and you know, with my family, we have always told the kids, you can you, if you start something, you have to finish it. Yeah. You don't ever have to do it again, but you have to finish. Yeah. And so for me, it wasn't just I'm facing a fear. It was my kids are watching me. They know they've seen me almost want to vomit when I'm working, just thinking about getting on stage. Um, but they've watched and they've seen me scared and they've even asked me, mom, why are you doing this? Why, if you're so scared, why are you doing this? I said, because I'm so scared. And so when I was backstage and obviously, you know, I was praying and I'm like, okay, God, I, I need, I cannot remember my first line. Like I know my name, <laughs> that's pretty much the extent. And I can't, I can't remember, you know, I can't remember. And I just kept thinking, I can't remember. I can't remember. <gasps> and then I, you know, I just felt you know, almost like um, a warm, you know, I don't know, I can gel or something, you know, just kind of come on. I don't know. You just hit, like, you know, honey kind of just like goes down Dopamine. real slow. Yeah, whatever it was. Yeah, it was hitting up hard. And I don't know what chemical it was. But, um, and I just felt like, okay, uh, you got to get your, you got to get a handle on this because you're going out there. And the more you're griping in here, uh, you're losing time. So, you got to do something because you're going out. So one way or right. the other, you're going out there. So that was the biggest, uh, when I went out and I remembered all I got to know is my, is my very first, is my very first, uh, my first line. I just have to know the first line and get it out there. Get out the rest of it. And I did. And I was really proud of that, but I would encourage, uh, thank you for one thing coming with me and, and doing this podcast for me. And, um, I really appreciate it. I appreciate the help you gave me with my comedy class. It Both was, it was a wonderful experience. Um, it was you know. fun. It was wonderful for Brad, but it was not wonderful for all of us. I enjoyed <laughs> myself. When I was on stage, I had I, a blast. I, I think you doing this was, was a way for uh, fear to teach you to have that courage. You're right. I think you're right, Rose. Definitely. I just remember when you came off stage, the elation you showed. Oh my gosh! Was I was so proud of myself. Top. Oh, yeah. I can't. You know, when I think about that moment, my face, I'm just still smiling so hard because I'm so proud of myself. And starting the podcast, I'm very proud of myself because I was scared, 
and you know there's a start my masters i mean that wasn't as scary because i mean I, it's in the book i can find the answer right. but you know i just encourage other other people to um to dive into that and to be courageous and to start fearing less and you can email me your questions or concerns at coffeewithamber.com thank you for listening thank you for being here rose thank and brad you. Thank you for having us. Thank you. and we'll see you next time on coffee with amber